welcome to Enthusiastically Spiritual. I'm your host, Teresa Shantz. I am an enthusiastic soul, passionate about the spiritual part of life. Spirituality today is like an indulgent dessert buffet filled to the brim with unique offerings and services from amazing souls around the world. Join me in chowing down on some mini morsel bites to satisfy your spiritual sweet tooth starting now. of massive changes constantly going on around us and in the world, life oftentimes seems daunting, a wee bit overwhelming, and as a sensitive soul, sometimes really hard to maneuver. Even though each day has its ups and downs, one of the things I'm continually grateful for are those who have signed up to show up and share what they put together for themselves and be of service to others who are challenged by life and the world today. If you have found yourself in a place where you are searching for your value, your worth, maybe being seen in the world full of perfectionism, perhaps a little stressed out (laughs) and needing to find more balance within so that it can show up on the outside, then you are going to love this episode. My guest today is Teresa Lear Levine. She is a certified EFT master practitioner and the founder of Becoming More Me, LLC. She enjoys assisting women in reclaiming their power, ditching perfectionism, letting go of controlling tendencies, ending self-sabotage and procrastination, recognizing their true value and worth, and realizing their visualizations and dreams in real life by taking action. So, hey, let's join the conversation now. Well, welcome, Teresa. I'm so excited to have you in on the show today. And first off, I want to say, love the name. I know you did it on purpose, right? Of course. <laughs> of course. Thank you so much it's for having Teresa, me, Teresa. Teresa. Yep. It's oh, you're great. so welcome. <laughs> well, I want to really start with um, lately, I've been traveling a lot. And I, before I traveled, I really noticed the state of the world, the collective energies, how much is just brewing and stewing and fear, anxiety, all this stuff out in the world. And I really wanted to start with um, how can we help people with that? Because you have an amazing service you offer through EFT. And I'd love for you to share a bit of what EFT is and how that can work with helping people in this crazy state that everyone seems to kind of be in right now. Oh my goodness. There's, there's so much there. So EFT is Um, emotional freedom techniques. And it's been around in its formation that people know it as now since the 90s, but it's based in ancient Chinese practices that are thousands of years old, as well as combined with modern psychotherapy and things like that. So the most important thing to understand about EFT is that we have this life force that runs through us on a meridian system in our body. It's invisible, but still very much there. And when something gets blocked in our energy system, our life force is essentially blocked. And that's where all of our dis-ease, whether it's physical or mental, past, present, 
anxieties about the future, what have you, comes from blockages in our energy. And with emotional freedom techniques, we get to unblock the energy by tapping lightly on these different meridian points of our body while we're holding the thoughts about or talking about the thing that is challenging us, bothering us, what have you. And through doing that, miraculous shifts happen and people just feel so much different. So much so that I know the first time I tried it, I was like, what even is this? Like, what is happening to me? This is crazy. And it was after I kind of came to terms with the fact that it's completely scientific, this isn't like some weird woo-woo practice or anything, um, fun to combine with spirituality and all things woo. But um, once I kind of realized the logic and the rationality of it, it was something that I had just really needed to learn and understand better because it made such shifts and changes in me in places and ways that I felt so stuck and disconnected and just stagnant for so many years, you know, you can, you can know a lot, but if you don't know how to take action or change something, it doesn't really matter what you know. And for me, emotional freedom techniques were able to bring my knowledge together with the real action and change that I wanted to see happen in my life and make it happen. So when you found EFT, were you at a state where you like were looking for it or I mean, where were you at within your journey when you found EFT? Well, I have pretty robust toolbox of different things that I like to use to feel better or whatever, whether it was meditation or homeopathics or supplements or, you know, uh, visualizations or what have you. I, and a lot of knowledge, a lot of books read and understandings of things, but I was also a mom of several children and didn't really have time to do all the things and, you know, probably wouldn't have even if I did. So when I found EFT and realized that it was, it could literally be used to treat anything you can feel, physical or emotional, past, present, future, and make a real impact, sometimes down to our very genetics, like with epigenetics and everything, you can literally change your genes with EFT. Um, I was wowed and like, okay, cool. So I actually don't need any of these other things. I like them and I can mix them in and blend them with EFT, but I can literally just use this one modality. And if I wanted to, I could throw out everything else in my toolbox and still be able to make the kind of progress and change that I want in my life. That was really intriguing to me. So that's that's kind of where I was. I was a little overwhelmed by all of the tools in my toolbox. And this simplified things for me. And allowed me to be able to make progress and decide what I wanted to keep and what I wanted to get rid of. And so what I'm understanding too, is that EFT really helps like all your bodies, the mind, the body, the spiritual, the emotional, the, is that correct? All four bodies get to come together with this as much as we want them to. And I know, I mean, with this being enthusiastically spiritual, then um, that being kind of your, your main um, focus it's amazing for increasing our spirituality and to be able to lean into that. I know for so many people, our spirituality evolves as we do. And there can be all different stuff that's wrapped up in that. There can be fears of disappointing people as we change. There can be just the fear of the unknown of going from one belief or thought process into another. So many layers to our evolving spirituality. And each one of those can be worked on in amazing ways using EFT. Wow. 
Yeah. So I've known people that have like dabbled in it, but you, that this is primarily what you do in your business, correct? It is the main modality. I, I do mix with a lot of other things. I love chakra work. I love visualization. I do a lot of talk therapy based things, but I know that this modality is probably the most powerful I've ever encountered. So therefore I do showcase it over other things most of the time. And that's what I like about spirituality too. And, and just really searching in, in life because there's so many different variations of things you can try. And then it's really tapping into and finding that one thing that is like, okay, this is it for me. And then you, you know, bringing that into your service and bringing that into the world with how it helped you and how it helped your life is a game changer in my book, because then, you know, you're obviously enthusiastic about what you're doing and how you're bringing that forward. Absolutely. And I know that so many of the women that I work with and brave men are, they're overwhelmed by their toolbox too. And they don't know what they need to do to feel differently than how they feel currently. And having somebody to, to work with and guide that knows like, okay, we don't need any of that right now. We just need this, like, just lean in here, focus on this. And I know everything's going to be okay is sometimes the assurance and the um, understanding that people need. And that's kind of where I come from when, when I'm, when I'm helping people and it makes a huge difference. I know that I wish I had somebody to take me kind of by the hand figuratively and help me in that way when I was trying to sort through the quagmire of different things that I was exploring. I always like to say kiss. It's keep it simple. Keep it spiritually simple. There you go. (laughs) There are so many things out there in the world and it doesn't have to be complex. Right. It really can be very simple, a simple technique. So I'd like to sh- for you to talk a bit about how EFT, how do you do it? Okay, sure. So EFT is literally, they call it tapping for a reason because we're literally tapping on different parts of our body. And usually we start on what we call the karate chop point, which is the side of our hand. And we just tap there lightly while we set up the intention for what we're going to be doing in what we call a round of EFT. Now, I will say it's so much easier to see it. And that's why I know I talked to you before and invited you after this. What, what Teresa and I are going to do is we're going to tap on um, whatever the, the thing is that feels right at the moment. We're going to mm-hmm. tap and then you're going to be able to send me an email, Teresa at TeresaLearLevine.com and just put enthusiastically spiritual as a subject line. If you want to say hi to me or drop me a line, I love hearing from you. But if that's all you do is put that subject line in there, I'm going to know what to send you. And I'm going to make sure that you get this exclusive tapping round, which means that you can actually see how it's done, see what kind of shifts and changes it helps you to make and get a real um, immersive idea of what EFT is. But we start on that side of our hand point, the karate chop point, and we set everything up. And then we go through the main points, which we're determined to kind of be the combination of points that can treat anything. We have tons of meridian points on our body, more than just the ones I'm going to go over. But this combination is like it's the perfect combination to work on whatever you need to work on. So it's the top of your head. It's the eyebrow point where your eyebrow starts kind of in in towards your nose. It's the side of the eye, under the eye, kind of just following that, that eye bone in your skull all the way around the eye. And then under your nose, under your bottom lip, your collarbone, and then under your arm, really like about four inches down from your actual armpit, where like a, a bra would wrap around the body um, on the side. So those are the main points. And you go through those points, tapping each of them 
at least five to seven times. I tend to find that as you're talking about things, you'll be there a little longer anyway, as you either think of what you want to say or focus on the issue or just say the words. And you're tapping and talking and going through those points three times. And you're kind of measuring what's changing for you. So you always want to pick something that is going to be the intention of your round. So maybe it's a physical pain that you have um, that you're working on, like let's say a headache. So you would assess how that headache feels before you start, scale of you know zero to 10. You would write that down. So important, seems super simple. Like I'll just remember what I was when I'm done. But sometimes the shifts are so big. I was just working with somebody this morning who started out at a, an, a seven and a half. And after one round in five minutes, she was literally a zero. And we can talk ourselves out of believing that we have that much power or that we are capable of managing our energy that efficiently. And I don't want anybody to miss out on the empowering aspects of such a cool modality. So you write that down and then you do the tapping and then you come back to that same kind of question. How's how's my headache feeling now? What am I noticing? And then reassess. You might have a shift of one or two points. You might go all the way down the scale like my client did this morning, but Either way, the thing to notice is what's coming up now or what's still left. So let's say you started at a seven and now you're at a four. Well, what's making up that four? What what do I still have going on? And then that will be the next thing that you tap on. And the idea is that once you get that resistance lowered a bit, that then you can start flipping to some of the positive aspects that maybe you're willing to allow in. So maybe when you're tapping and it's a higher number, you're just staying on the negative aspects of that headache. You're just talking about, you know, oh, my head feels horrible. It's in my temples. I just want to close my eyes and go to sleep. It feels so angry. It's bubbling in my head, like describing all the things and feelings and going through it and just letting the negative out because we can't get to a feeling of being genuinely positive until we do. And once you feel that enough of a shift, then you can start allowing some, some positive, some light to come in. You know, I'm open to the idea that I might actually be able to make this headache go away, or I'm open to the idea that my afternoon is not going to be me and this headache or whatever it feels in alignment to you. Affirmations are, are a weird thing for people. You know, you don't want to make too big of a jump or it doesn't feel aligned, but you can keep making those little steps and get to the big jump. You just got to see what aligns with you as you do it. Now, as you're tapping, your cortisol levels are going down. That's your stress hormones. And as that happens, you're able to have more oxytocin and good feeling stuff kind of flood into your body and feel better. Now, this means that not only is your headache probably going to go away if you're tapping on it properly, but other things are going to feel better. You're going to be less stressed out generally. EFT has a really cool phenomenon known as borrowed benefits, which means that you can literally be tapping on one thing and fixing something else at the same time without any focus or attention on it. And it's really cool for practitioners too, because EFT practitioners tend to be more lively, more excited about their work and everything else. Because as I'm helping someone, I'm also getting help for myself without even putting any focus on me. Whereas a lot of times talk therapists or people that do other modalities feel drained at the end of a work day. And they need to do a lot more to fill their cup than if you're working with a modality like this, that is really producing the highest good for all. And There's a lot of spiritual um, aspects of that too, I think. So it's pretty cool. Definitely. And I know you work a lot with women, but I'll 
I'll share that when I traveled, a lot of people that I saw who were fearful and anxious were kids and were teenagers. They were the ones that had on the mask that you could feel the fear still in them. And so have you taught this to your children? Well, they know it, but do they do it? I don't know. You know, it's right. nobody's, <laughs> nobody wants to do what mom's doing. Like I am not cool right. in their eyes. I might have mm. like the keys to the kingdom and be able to teach them things that could massively change the trajectory of their emotional lives. But yeah. that doesn't mean that they're going to like pick up the keys and run with it. So mm. I prefer to just lead by example. They know if I'm, if I'm having a day and things are getting a little off course for me, or I have my, my temper is coming out or something like that, that they're likely going to see me pause and either start tapping right there in front of them or excuse myself and say, I'm going to go, I'm going to go tap. I'm going to see what I can, what I can change here in the present moment. So that this doesn't go downhill from here and that I'm going to regulate myself and through giving them an emotionally available mom and those tools and showing them the difference that it makes in my life and the ways that I become more proud of myself and the way that I show up, I think they'll get it when they need it. You know, I wasn't, we're not always ready for things when they show up for us. I've known about EFT for much longer than I chose to adopt it and run with it, you know, but when, when the student is ready, the teacher appears and, you know, if that teacher is going to be mom for them, it may take a little longer. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think too, that being that's just that way shower. So I guess what I'm asking is like for clients too, I mean, clients can go home and go, Hey, to their kids or their loved ones, you know, I've got this routine now, or maybe you might want to try this or just, but by doing it ourselves, we do resonate that energy out amongst, amongst others that live with us. And our I can affirm it's an amazing technique for kids. It's amazing for fears. It's amazing for phobias. It's awesome for all the things that kids are dealing with today and all of the disconnection and everything else. It's, it's amazing for all of that. And I would totally recommend that if you're a parent with kids that are having that kind of thing, sure, try to introduce them to it. But worst case scenario, introduce it to yourself because it's going to allow you to process what they're going through in a better way. And at the end of the day, all we ever have control over is ourselves and how we perceive things, process things, and choose to believe in things. So if we can, if we can feel better about the situation, then it's going to improve it for everyone. I totally agree. And so what about um, someone that comes to you that might be skeptical about, you know, like maybe where you kind of, you might've been kind of skeptical too at first, like what sure. the hell is this, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you work with someone like that? Or what would you kind of share with them about trying EFT? Well, I think the, best thing to do is to start with something tangible. So that headache example that we were just talking about, or maybe some other physical pain or something where you're going to know in the moment that you've made a difference. I think that's kind of the best thing to do because the skeptics, what's missing is the belief. So whatever you can do to increase that belief quickly is going to reduce the skepticism. So something tangible can be a good place to start, but also maybe even just trying to understand the science behind it and that there's, this isn't some made up thing. It works and that they don't actually have to believe in it for it to work. So they can bring their, their skeptical self into a tapping round, do it and still experience change. And that can make a huge difference in lowering the skepticism, which is honestly just another form of resistance. 
You know, I mean, heck, you could even just tap on, even though I'm so skeptical about this method, I love accept and forgive myself and see where it goes in a tapping round. So there, there's a right. lot of ways. It really just depends on how willing the skeptic is to try and, um, you know, what they want to get out of it. Well, it's funny, as you mentioned that, I think about like my acupuncturist. So it's the same type of thing, working with the yeah. meridians, she puts in the needles and it just works. I don't need to know how it works. It just works because it's working with the meridians or say someone goes to a doctor on the whole other realm, the medical, you know, the Western medical aspect takes a pill they give you and it might work. It might not work, but it's kind of like that too. Like what you do to your body or what you put in your body, you don't really know what the outcome is going to be, but this is something that's safe. This is something that's not going to affect your chemical imbalance, like some medication, some other things you might put in your body might do. So that's to me what the exciting part of it is, is the fact that this is really something that's not going to alter you in any fashion whatsoever. Yes and no. Everything you said is true, but EFT does have the power to alter us. Like well, I, I mean, not right. in a yes, negative way, but like <laughs> yeah. literally down to our genetics. Yeah. So, right, I mean, right. yeah, there could be some major alterations, but they're going to be positive. So, you know, yeah, that's, I guess that's what I should have said is, but unlike a medicine, which may alter you in yes. a negative way, no. where you may have side effects, this is different. Absolutely. There's no traumatizing effect of this um, technique, which is honestly why it's probably the, it definitely is and scientifically proven to be the best technique for trauma and traumatic experiences because it's so gentle, but yet so effective. And yeah, you're not going to hurt yourself with this. You know, I, I like to joke though, because when I was going for my certification, I got a little overzealous tapping on a past uh, issue that I had and I did give myself a black eye. So, <laughs> but it was, I wasn't like being hard on myself or anything. I think I just spent a lot more time tapping in like a 24 hour period than one maybe would normally. And you know, it's, it's gentle tissue and stuff in those areas. So it is what it is. It's a humorous story. <laughs> no harm was done. I worked through the issues and the black eye was fine in a few days. So there you go. <laughs> it all, it all cured itself, worked itself out over time, yeah. right? All good. All is well. So tell me and share with the listeners about how they can work with you through the EFT. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I have my website, TeresaLearLevine.com. You can go check out what I do over there. I always welcome messages. Never feel like you can't reach out to me personally. I read my emails when you send something to Teresa at TeresaLearLevine.com. And I'm happy to hear from people and to, to, to meet with people. I do breakthrough sessions um, when they're available and they're, I'm not on a wait list. And you can actually hop on a call with me for, you know, 20 minutes and we can talk about your life and how this all applies to you. Because I think that's the biggest thing that's missing for people is not a understanding, okay, so there's this thing and it makes stuff better and I might not feel stuck or I can work on my spirituality, but why, how for me in my situation and my life, does this matter or what difference would it make? And that's why I really like to, to meet with people on a personal level, because if we're going to be working together, that's important. You know, <laughs> I'm going to at least mm. give you some of me so that, you know, if you want more of me. And, um, I, I would also suggest going to Teresa's It's T H E R E S A S freegift.com. And I have a really nice ebook there that will help you to assess your own emotional freedom with a quick is. There's some really cool like five minute exercises that you can do to kind of get to the bottom of things. And also a lot of my video tapping rounds are in there. So if there's something particular that you're dealing with, you can probably find a round that you can just press play on and do along with me and see what shifts and changes for you. 
Awesome. And I will definitely have all of that in the show notes and talk a little bit, Teresa, about your podcast, because I know you have a lovely podcast also. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Becoming More Me is my podcast and it's coming up on its one year anniversary. I can't believe it. And that's awesome. Isn't it? It's so cool. And I've loved it. And I just, I'm so glad I started because it was kind of like ripping off a bandaid for me where I was like, I don't know where this is going, but I felt that calling. And as somebody who's done a lot of work to develop my intuition and to trust myself in greater ways, I knew I just needed to begin and that the right things would fall into place. And it's led to, um, you know, creating this podcast that I love and also being a guest on so many different other podcasts and realizing that this is just a form of, it's a form of communication that I absolutely adore. I love getting to talk with other people and to share and it's, uh, I love it. So I'm so glad that I did it. And my podcast itself is really, it's a lot like the name. It's becoming more me. It's my own stories um, that can kind of reflect how the work that I've done is showing up in my life. And also guests that come on and talk about the ways that they're becoming more of who they want to be and showing up in the world more of how they want to. And uh, I love it. So, you know, anybody who's interested, definitely tune in. I always uh, appreciate um, you know, new listeners. Awesome. And I will obviously have that in the show notes too. And I know for someone that's been doing podcasts, mine's coming up on two years this coming oh, awesome. June. Yeah. And it, I've learned like heaps and heaps and bounds. I mean, like it's crazy how much I've learned from that first beginning of what, is, you know, what am I doing with a podcast? But same with you guided to do it, started it. And then just, it's kind of, you know, flourished from there, but it's been an amazing journey. Super yeah. fun. Definitely. It's like I always say when I'm working with people, you know, everything you have, everything you need is already within you. And it's just a matter of learning how to access it and really polish it up and bring it out in in beautiful ways. And then podcasting has been no different. You know, I already had what I needed inside of me. I just needed to start releasing it and letting it come out. And sharing with others, which is, I love your podcast title, Becoming More Me. That's exciting. I mean, that's what we're all doing. We're all unfolding each and every day. So evolution. Evolution, change, change, change. So, (laughs) well, Teresa, this has been so much fun. I really appreciate you coming on today and sharing with my listeners. Oh, thank you so much, Teresa. It's been a pleasure and I love what you do. I love your show and all the variety of ways that you're teaching us all about spirituality and options and acceptance and everything else. It's beautiful. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode. Wherever you're at in the world, I appreciate you so very much. And if you like this podcast and want to support it and the future episodes that are coming up, please consider going to the show notes to buy me a coffee. And if you're also looking for some good vibes and some more enthusiasm in your life, check out the link to Enthusiastically Spiritual Merch Shop. We just released some amazing colorful tank shirts for men and women, and they are in the shop ready for you to put on and work those summer vibes or great for working out in. So until next week, just remember that life is too short to not be enthusiastic about your unique journey. Believe it or not, when you arrived back, for another life, you were enthusiastic to be here. If you've lost that enthusiastic feeling, well, there's a way to reawaken it. 
It's by embracing a bigger spiritual picture of your life as a soul and igniting the feeling of spiritual freedom within. So if you are ready and needing some more enthusiastic mojo for your life, follow the link in the show notes where you can access a free video series created by the Wayshowers College and start recapturing the enthusiasm you have within for your unique journey.